Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Hey everyone, as I've mentioned previously, this week I'll be releasing a special series called Tough Talks. My hope is to provide a better understanding for myself and my listeners in regards to what is going on in the world when it comes to racism, discrimination, inequality, and other related issues that we're facing. For this third episode, I want to welcome back return guest, Roger Caesar. Hey Roger, um, thank you for coming back on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, thank you as well for letting me sort of vet this idea through you first uh, to, to just sort of get an idea of what I could do to, to help and, and provide a better understanding to, for myself and for my listeners as to everything that's sort of going on in the world right now when it comes to the whole you know, racism, discrimination, inequality, and, and everything else that sort of goes along with that. So again, yeah, thank you. Thank you, man, for, for making the time. And, and just, yeah, like I said, for giving me this opportunity. No, oh, it's my pleasure. I've always had fun speaking with you. And I think this is yet another opportunity for an important topic and for us to sit down and, and share our ideas and our experiences. No, for sure. I, I, for me, I think part of what ignited it was just seeing that video that you put out on LinkedIn where you sort of sang a verse of that song, uh, Sam Cooke song and then sort of touched on sort of where you were at. And I could, I, as much as you maybe didn't show the emotion, I could definitely feel it through that video. And that sort of sparked me saying, okay, you know what, this is something that needs to be talked about, something that I need to understand better. Um, you know, I, I was sort of saying on the last couple of episodes, you know, growing up in Toronto, it's a very multicultural city. I've always had a very diverse amount of uh, group of friends. So that's what's, I think, made it a bit harder for me just because for me, I've never really had any issues with whether you're from one race or another. I've just sort of accepted people for who they are and, and who, who, who they are as individuals, not so much as to what they, you know, look like or things like that. So. So, I mean, to get started, I really just wouldn't mind if you sort of go through some experiences that you've sort of faced in your life, um, some things that, you know, not the average person may not have to face. And unfortunately, you might because of the color of your skin, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, if you if you wouldn't mind getting into some of those stories. Well, at first, I think I want to start by when you touched on it, why, why I did the post that I did. Uh, I knew that I wanted to say something. I knew that I wanted to talk about it because it hit home. And I think that's what it comes down to for me. It's where there are those that are focusing specifically on George Floyd. But for me, what it was, was the idea that so many times this has happened uh, to all races, but now specifically yet again, to the black race, it was something that hit me so hard. And I wanted to make sure that my words came out the right way. It was, it was weighing on me for a long period of time. And when I did it, again, it was not for the recognition or for 
those individuals to come and like yourself to want to sit down and talk. It was more for me as a black man, uh, a businessman, a successful businessman to, to come out and to share my views and to summarize it in, in the sense that it's not just in regards to being black, it's that we have a problem, a systematic problem in our world where we continue to look at certain races and put them in a lower class. And it's unfortunate because we've seen it in different periods of time where uh, certain races are vilified or, or looked at in a unlikely and un, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, unfavorable, something favorable, like that. Yeah, unfavorable way. And, and to me, it was important for me to come out and to speak about that and to talk about the fact that we cannot keep on doing this. Humanity itself will falter if we do not start fixing these problems and starting to learn to have change. And that was the, the whole idea behind what I had to say. Um, getting into what you're asking now, I cannot begin to tell you how many times, whether it be subtle or direct, that I have had incidences happen throughout my life where just because of the color of my skin and who I am, that I was treated a different way. Um, I made the example of being in an elevator and having a situation where somebody clutched their purse and I said that has happened on numerous occasions. And in those moments, I've gotten used to it and, and I've broken the ice by simply just starting a conversation and, and putting a smile on my face. And, and though it's unfortunate, but that's what you have to do at times. And we, we can go from that, we can go from when I was in my teens and having a car and, and working very hard. Keep in mind, I, I've always worked hard throughout my entire life. Um, my parents were great in teaching us to learn responsibilities and learn how to, to, uh, to understand that being black is always one step behind. You're always one step back and you got to work that extra hard, uh, work extra hard um, to achieve the things that you want. And the mentality was always there to work hard. So whenever I chose to say, treat myself for something with something and buy myself something, I did it knowing that I worked extremely hard for it. But when you have a nice car or you dress a certain way and, and you, you're smiling right now because you know exactly where I'm going with this, it's like the, the questions come up. Would those same questions come up if it was a white person with the same narratives? And you'd probably say, probably not. But the questions come up, is he doing drugs? Is he doing something that it would be um, illegal? to get what he has. And I've been stopped. I've had moments where I've literally been parked up somewhere and had a officer stop and come over to me and ask me what I'm doing here. And then it's the whole 21 questions. 
and I'm not doing anything. And these are just small incidences uh, that I have had where just because of racial profiling, I've been asked these questions and had to go through those different things. And it's unfortunate. I think the one thing that that really sort of hit me when you when you started talking there is you said, you know, getting into an elevator, somebody clutching their purse, and it's just something that you've gotten used to. That seems to me that like it's it's unfortunate and it's also wrong on so many levels because it's not something you should have to get used to. Like you right. shouldn't have to get used to the fact that people see you a certain way and then find something to sort of, you know, get your way out of it. Like you were saying, like you've, you've sort of created these, whatever right. it's a smile or, or maybe asking like how the person is or whatever, starting a conversation, like you've had to come right. up with these ways to sort of overcome that, but it should right. have had been something to overcome at all, in my opinion. And then, you know, like you're saying too, like when you're talking about sort of being stopped or, or asked a bunch of questions by a police officer or something like that, when I was recording my episode on the weekend um, with our, our mutual friend, Wayne, you know, he's talked about like being pulled over and sort of having his hands at 10 and two on the steering wheel and not really saying anything unless he was asked a question. And I sort of related to the one time that I was pulled over for speeding and I was giving the police officer attitude because I was like, why, why are you pulling me over? Like everybody else was going the same speed. And I was just like, and, and, and in that moment when he told me that story, I just reflected on the fact that like you're saying, like you and I don't, it's not the same opportunity. If, if you gave the police officer attitude, I can only imagine sort of what, sort of comes after that whereas for me it's just like subconsciously i'm not even thinking about it i'm just doing it because i'm annoyed with the guy right but i have that opportunity in a sense and and again unfortunately like it, it doesn't really make any sense because i'm no different than you we're still both human beings we still bleed the same but just because of the color of my skin i can sort of have that luxury i guess is the way to put it which again it shouldn't be but um, yeah, it, it's just, it sort of really hit me when, when you, when you and Wayne both brought up those examples of how somebody can profile you just simply based on the color of your skin. And even though, you know, you're not a drug dealer, you're not this, you're not that, that's just the automatic sort of unconscious bias that comes to mind. Right. Brian, I, it's funny because I'll give you a story, a small one, but I remember I do a lot of training and working out and I've been doing that for forever. And I can recall uh, leaving the gym one day and, again, pulling out of the parking lot, uh, getting a call from a good friend of mine. And instead of wanting to start driving, I pulled the car over. There's a park right beside me. So it's not like I am parking illegal, but I parked up again uh, on the side of the road and having the conversation. and. The windows were down, but the police officer drove by. And moments later, I could see in the rearview mirror him spin around, pull up, and park behind me. Not do anything for about a minute or so. And then finally turned the sirens on and left it there with the lights flashing and comes over and he asked me, what are you doing here? I said, nothing. I'm simply sitting here having a conversation. Well, it seems odd that you'd be sitting here having a conversation in your car. I go, what's odd about it? There's no signs that say that I can't park here. 
And he said, no, there isn't, but it's just odd that you'd be sitting here. I said, what's odd about it? What's odd about it? I'm having a conversation on the phone. I didn't feel like driving and having it, so I parked up. And the amount of, it's not necessarily just the questions, but it's the way in which the questions were asked. It was almost as if he was looking for something more out of it, and there was nothing more. And you could see the frustration because he realized that there was nothing he can get out of this. I wasn't making it an issue. I wasn't starting anything. It was just him trying to probe to find something. They flashed lights into the car. Another another cop car came afterwards. And now it looks like a scene that's unnecessary simply because I'm parked there minding my own business. And this is just, again, one of those little but many stories that I'm sure not only myself, but others have had to endure over their time. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that not only, like, so I'm like the, the things that are coming to mind is like it's not like you were sitting in like a, a tinted car with you know like a, the window cracked and like did something that even made yeah. it seem like it was suspicious like you said windows open they could see yeah. who you are what you were doing you know like and, and the fact that he turned around and then like when you added the fact that he had to call somebody else like a backup like he needed backup for a conversation like uh, like it's, it's it's hard for me to really grasp this because I just don't I don't understand what, how somebody gets that type of unconscious bias. I don't know if it's in training. I don't know if it's in being brought up. I, I like, I just don't understand how you, you get to that point so quickly. You know what I mean? Like there's not even a consideration for like when you, when you pulled up and you asked like, what are you doing here? And you're like, I'm on a phone call. Okay, cool. It's like you said, he just kept probing and pushing. Like, like there's no way that it could just be you on the phone. And like, I, I don't, I don't understand where we're getting this sort of bias or, or these ideas from like, again, maybe that's just because of my own experience, but it just doesn't, it doesn't equate. There, there is, you can add media to that. You can add media, you can add uh, the music that is out there. There are so many levels that we can go through uh, in trying to understand where this mentality comes from. And of course the obvious is, straight at home growing up in, in an environment if you if they are in an environment that teaches them that this is correct or is permissible that is also a factor and i think that we 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 have to address that as well that it starts from there i remember seeing this beautiful picture and, and there's another video that I had seen as well, but this, this beautiful picture that depicts two little girls, one black, one white. And they're sitting there and they're laughing together. And the caption says, uh, children are not born with racism. It is taught. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but mm -hmm. reality is it's not that they're born with it. It's your environment, it's where you are raised, it's how you are raised, it's the people that you connect with along the way. These are all the factors that cause this to happen. And when you look at situations that are currently happening right now, and have happened, and, and that's the, the other factors, that this isn't new. 
let's keep it in perspective. This is not new. This has been happening for a very, very long time now. And what we have to realize is that at the end of the day, we are all human beings. We are all human beings and we have to understand our true value. And if we continue to act the way that we are right now, and, and again, as I said in my post, none of us are perfect, but there has to be some accountability to what's going on and why it's happening. And that to me is the number one start is to understand why it's happening and to start having some accountability and to start changing the attitudes that we, we currently have. I shouldn't have to, or nobody should have to worry about being in a vehicle, driving, especially when they know they're not doing anything and, and have to be probed that much as I was in that situation. And again, I, I stress it by saying, this is just one of many. So a couple of things that sort of come to mind and, and that I wouldn't mind sort of exploring a bit more. One is that, you know, you sort of said that um, as children, we don't, we don't necessarily have these bias. We don't have, we're not, we're not like racist when we're born. Like this is something that sort of happens over time. And one thing that I, I sort of comes to mind, like I'm about to have uh, my first child in a couple of few weeks here. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! And when awesome. I was, <laughs> when I was talking to uh, our mutual friend Julia yesterday, one of the things that I said is, you know, for, for me as a, as a, you know, a white person, is it, is it something where I need to start having these conversations like early on, like as soon as sort of my, my child's like coherent enough to understand what I'm talking about, is that where we need to start part, part partially? Is that where we need to start is having these conversations with our children at young ages so that they can, and continuing to have them, not just having like one conversation being like, okay, cool. Now you know what racism is. Like, is it having these continued conversations so yeah. that as they grow up, they're continuing to keep that sort of innocence uh, about them, I guess is the one way to put it. And then the other thing that I wanted to touch on is, you know, is how, how do you, how do you feel like we get to this point of, you know, treating each other like humans? Like, I obviously, I know that's a big question and, you know, you may not have the answer, but what, what sort of, how do you see us helping each other do that? Okay. Well, to your first question, I say, yes, I think that it's an ongoing conversation that must be done within the household. Now, keep in mind when your child gets to a point where they are, leave the house when they have to leave the house and school becomes a factor. Those people around there become a factor outside. When they see things, it also becomes a factor. But if at home they are constantly nourished by the fact that we have to treat everybody as equal, or at least we have to start understanding everybody's true value, then that becomes the center of their attention. And they understand that at home, this is how I was raised. We cannot, we cannot try and sit here and say that there won't be those that will influence us as we get older. Um, that's trying to pretend that you're looking through rose-colored glasses and it's not possible. There will be people, but if you can continue to instill from very young that all lives matter, as they say, all lives matter, then that is a, a great start 
And I, I, I didn't get, I didn't remember what your second question was. The, it was just in terms of like, you, you were saying that we need to come to sort of an understanding that we're all human, that, that we're, you know, no matter what color our skin is, we all sort of bleed the same. We all, you know, walk and talk and put on our pants the same way. We're all human beings at the end of the day. And so I was just trying to sort of get an idea from you as to how do you, how do you see us being able to start getting towards that sort of acceptance for the fact that we're just, humans at the end of the day. I had a great conversation yesterday with a person who reached out to me from my post. Her name was Gabriella. Um, and when we talked, she explained her own life and the things that she had went through. Again, another white person, but she's got a lot of different races within her culture. So she's well aware of everything, including black. And it was amazing to me that she even said to me that there are times when uh, she's found herself being that way where she just prejudged uh, a people or in a situation and one of the things that we both agreed upon is that at the end of the day, we are human. And there's gonna be moments where we're all going to have that prejudging moment. But at the end of it all, we have to start understanding that we cannot keep on putting this type of idea that one race is better than the other, that one person is better than the other. There are we are all made the same and we have to understand that there is value in each person. I keep using that word and I keep stressing it because that's how I felt. My parents raised me that way to believe that, to understand everybody's true value. Right. And even though they taught us that because we were black, we have to understand that some people won't accept us or will not make us feel that we are equal, we can't be that way. And we try our hardest not to do that, but we still value who we are as a race and we still value others as human beings. We have to get to a point where we start taking the time to educate ourselves. Educate yourselves and not look at the propaganda that is out there through other media or through things that are said that do not make sense. Take the time to understand all races for that matter, not just black races, but take the time to understand it and, and know that there are evil people in all races, right, Brian? We all understand that. There are evil people in every race. But what we have to try to do is try to understand that there is a global responsibility by all people to understand each other and not to take for granted that either your, your race is better than mine or any of those things, that we all need to start understanding and educating ourselves uh, a lot better. And that's where it has to start. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a key to pretty much anything in life, but, you know, in terms of just learning constantly and educating yourself, and that's where growth is. And, and it seems to me that, you know, we can all grow a lot more in this specific area, like you're saying, if we just sort of, you know, try and educate ourselves more, try and have these conversations, you know, like, I'm even just thinking about the fact that, you know, like, you've been on my podcast before, we've, we've started to build a friendship. But I don't know that if things that have, if, if the things that happened recently hadn't happened, I don't know that this conversation would have happened. And I think that's a part for me, that's something I want to continue to try and whether it's continue to try and do through the podcast or just in general, or, or just put out there to people is to just start having these conversations. Cause I don't know that if, again, if things, the, the, the you know, the, the sort of George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, the things that have happened in Toronto, like if, if those things hadn't happened recently, would these conversations even been being had and like you said they've happened over before it's not like this is anything new but it just it it makes me wonder like you know why aren't we having these conversations is it because they're the tough things to talk about it because they're the hard subjects to talk about you know Mm -hmm. like but I think that that's in in my opinion that's where it starts and you know I I don't know I don't know if you agree or or but it shouldn't take which is why it frustrates me because it shouldn't have to take a death to have us have these types of conversations or at least to open our minds to equality of all. But it seems like, like you said, if we didn't have this happen, if these incidences didn't happen, then would we now be sitting and talking about it? So on one hand, you would say, I'm glad that we are. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. On the other hand, and I, and, I, and I heard this before as well, that when the lights go out and the cameras go off, will we still yeah. be talking about it? And that's where it really matters the most. Will we be talking about this when all the media hype has died down? Because we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, as weird as it is, the coronavirus pandemic, I believe, and I've said this before, that there's some, there's some true positives that have happened with regards to this nasty and horrible uh, virus that has stricken the entire world. But I think that when people were in quarantine and having to be locked down for all this time, this allowed everybody to have a reason to get out. You see see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This allowed people to get out and have something positive to to talk about. I mean, I have never, I'll be honest, in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen this many protests all over the world for this, in, for, for what has happened. And it's because a lot of us were at home rather than being at work. I wonder if we were still working, if a lot of people were still at work, would we have the amount of protests that we had? We're not talking about the, the violent movements, not mm-hmm. talking about that, but all the peaceful protests that we had, because I think that's Another factor as well, that if you're going to do something like this and you're going to talk about things, it has to be done in a peaceful manner. It cannot, being, being violent and, and destructive 
while some may say, and there would be validity in saying it, I might say it's, it's the way to wake people up. The other factor is, is that we have to find a common ground to, to come together and, and talk about things in a right way. And I don't think it would have happened if we weren't all sitting at home. This would have been an uproar in certain places, yes, and then it would have possibly died out. And I think that's the unfortunate thing. And maybe this here gives us a reason to, with everybody in the world coming together about it, it is the proper time to start really having good conversations and actions. The thing that came to mind as you're saying that is that I think we're, unfortunately for the better part of our lives, we're, we're far too distracted is what it seems like to me. Because what I was thinking as you were saying that is like, yeah, if we were at work right now, we'd be distracted by the next project that we have to do by the tomorrow's meeting or the meeting that we had today or whatever. And oh. so would this have hit us in the same way if we still had those 20 distractions that we usually have, which we don't have right now. And so I guess in, in some ways we need to sort of just like you were saying, I guess, towards the end there is we, we need to wake up. Like we need to realize that there's, there's other things going on other than our own lives and, and the issues that we may face, which I don't want to discount for anybody, but I think we just all need to sort of come to this realization that there's a lot more going on in the world than we're even aware of on a regular basis. And we just need to sort of pay a little more attention. And that may lead to like these discussions. It may lead to us educating ourselves better, but we need to make sure that we don't just you know, go back to work in a few months if, if things go back to normal, which I don't know if they ever will, but that's another subject. But the point is, is like when we do get back to whatever our normal is, we have to remember like that not to get distracted by the, the, the hundreds of things that go on in a day and still sort of keep ourselves grounded to, to an extent. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And, and I think that's, uh, that is the key. I think that we need to really, really, take a moment and understand that there are so many things going on around us. Uh, but we all have that same mentality. And then, Hey, I'm, I'm guilty at times too of it where we just feel like hey, if it doesn't have to do with me, it's, it's not my problem. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what it is. I had uh, another person that I talked to recently about this whole thing. And they said the same thing, you know, I've never, I never, I never took a moment to understand. I never took a moment to understand what's going on. Now I'm, I'm, I'm actually taking the time to understand what has happened, why it's happening, how many times it's happened, where has it happened, what's the reason behind it happening so much. But it took this. It took this for that to happen. If we were distracted, we probably wouldn't. There would be a, a, a lesser amount of people who would be interested in figuring out what next to do. So we're seeing a bunch of people, a lot of projects, a lot of individuals coming out with, with podcasts and programs and, and, and shows to try and get together and talk about what's going on. And I commend everybody for doing that. But I hope it stays. Yeah. I hope that conversation continues. Right? I think I want that to be the the overwhelming idea that we continue to have these conversations right yeah. and it's, again i keep saying it's not just it's not just with black people it's not with just us it's with other races as well understanding everything 
there was a, I, I put a post uh, and I saw this picture and uh, on that picture, it said, it's not that we don't under, we don't know that all lives matter. It's just that right now, black lives matter because it's the one that's in danger, mm-hmm. right? We're not trying to say that all lives don't matter. It's just right now with everything that's been going on, this is what we're talking about. So let's try not to make assumptions or think that, oh, well, you guys are trying to make it sound like it's only black lives that matter. No, I believe all lives matter, 100%. I believe we all have seen different things from, from Muslims to, to Jews to everybody who in between and, and, and Asians, all of them have had their version of racism that has happened over time, right? And we've got to get to a point where we, we understand and we don't let the lights go off and the cameras go off and then just stop. Keep okay. the conversations going. Uh, it's something that I've been thinking about even just starting this because, you know, I've, I've got this week, I'm going to do it. Uh, and because of, you know, some of the conversations I've been having and some people that have been referred, I'm planning on doing a continuation of this next week. But then it's like, you know, how much further do I take it? And but you're definitely making me sort of think about the whole thing, because it's just I, I don't know, like you're saying, it's not a conversation that we can just have once or twice or five or six times like it's it needs to be something that we continue to do and and i don't even know that it's necessarily just on the podcast i think it's just in general like i've even even thinking about you know conversations that i might need to have with family and stuff like that and not that you know anybody in my family is you know a a racist or anything like that but it's just to maybe for us all to understand between each other as well because like i said i can have you know another six or seven conversations like this one and give myself a better understanding but that doesn't necessarily mean everybody else around me has one or is willing to have this conversation. And so it might just be that I need to sort of look at that and, and reflect on my own situation and the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, definitely. And I appreciate you giving this avenue, this, this platform for people to come on and speak. And it's not just the black people that you want to have. You want to also have perspective from, from a white person, some that that what they've felt and how they've gone through their own lives and and other races as well to see what it is that they've also felt in, in this situations when they've seen what's going on right now, um, what has been on their minds. I think that's also the uh, another direction to take with regards to this, so that you get it from all perspectives. perspective is definitely a big part of life (laughs) right and it opens it opens the conversation a little more so that you get a broader sense of how people are thinking Uh, if there's a person who had no idea what's going on right now but now because of the amount of coverage and the the different protests that have been going on maybe their views now are different they have a different perspective on it and they can sit down and have this conversation from their point of view as well yeah no it makes it makes sense like i said it's it's 
like you've said sort of through this whole thing it's not just as much as yes black lives matter and, and as much as right now it's very predominant as to you know that there's major issues going on in, in that culture and and things that need to be fixed there's there's still a lot more going on you know overall there's a bigger picture here and we need to sort of look at all angles we can't just look at the one because then you know like you said it might just get to a point where we feel like okay we've exhausted this so now what's the next issue to move on to when it sort of needs to just be this continuous and ongoing conversation and that there doesn't always have to necessarily be an issue to deal with but just in that just having conversations with people to understand like where they're coming from what their challenges have been um you know how you might be able to help in some shape or form right so um I, I definitely definitely agree one thing i wanted to sort of uh, ask because this is something that was um, shared by another guest in, in terms of children. I know you have, I think you have a daughter. Um, I two don't daughter. know. If, uh, sorry. Two daughters. Okay. Two daughters. So um, I don't know if you can touch on that a bit, but like, what has that been like, you know, having to bring up somebody in the world, knowing that you face some challenges and that they might as well, if you don't mind touching on that. Yeah, not a problem. I, for, for me, it's been something that we raised our kids to understand uh, that all, all humans matter and, and all lives matter in this case. Uh, my children are mixed. We're, it's black and Indian. Um, but we have always instilled that they work hard. So their education was number one, no matter what. And I think that goes back to what my parents had taught us, had taught us as kids. But I always strive that they work hard with their education and to understand who they are and to never let anybody diminish their worth. That is one of the things that I've taught them. But I've also taught them that all people, it doesn't matter who they are, but to give everybody a chance and don't read uh, judge a book by its cover, as they say, mm -hmm. right? So my child, my, my oldest daughter, she's 25, has a multitude of friends of all different races, of all different ethnic backgrounds and, and, and religions, right? This, this is important. And, and when they come by, you can see that there's this rainbow of cultures with them. And I love seeing that because I, it, for one, it shows me that what we've taught them, they have understood. And it's the same with my youngest daughter, too. She, she's 15, and she also now in high school, just starting off in high school, there's, especially in high school, I think, there's that, that, that notion to start gravitating to your own cliques, so to speak. And she has again, a, a multitude of different cultures and friends that she hangs out with and talks to and, and we've gotten to know as well. And I think it's always going to be important to, for us as parents to let them understand that this is much better to, to understand other people's cultures, to understand other people's uh, religions and to um, respect it. And that's where we have always been in terms of raising the kids. So it's, it sounds like what we talked about early on in our conversation is that it sort of starts in the home. And, and so you've done that job 
and you've made it so that and and like you said you you've obviously done a good enough job that you see them uh, that they've understood what you said and they've sort of brought it into their life in terms of having those friendships and and not sort of judging a book by its cover and so it seems to me that you know like it's, we 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 all need to maybe start that start there that's the probably the easiest place to start is start at home and then from there you can sort of expand out into your network and you know people that you know uh, somebody like a what's like a friend of a friend sort of thing like you know start start at home and then sort of expand from there it seems to be one of one of the keys to sort of all of this and and i'm just glad that you know that you were able to do that for your children rather than you know maybe giving them uh, you know, this belief that, you know, you're going to be looked at differently. And I'm sure they have been, but instead of sort of giving them this idea that they have to live in fear or something like that, you're, you sort of instilled in them, you know, a, a better I values. Be I do want them to be cautious. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we still, there are still a huge discrepancies in our world. As we've just seen, there is still, there is still those, subtle and direct um, racism that happen and, and discriminations, but I want them to grow up understanding the true value of themselves and other people, but also to have in mind that you will face situations like this. And I think that's all a part of growing up. We've, we, when, you know, when we were younger, we've had our own versions of what we had to deal with growing up. These kids have, their versions of what they have to grow up with. But that one thing seems to be there all the way through. Now, do my kids get it as much as I do? Because I am black, a black man. I don't know. I would say that they have had their moments, but maybe not as much as I have. But they've handled it properly. And I think that's the key in, in that we taught them well enough to know how to deal with things. And when those things come up, we sit down, we have the conversation. And again, that's another part of it. Not only do you instill it when they're growing up, but when those situations happen, like is happening right now, do you sit down and have that conversation? Do you sit down and, and, and talk about it with your family and try to understand what's going on? Why is this happening? Those are the other factors too. Yeah. No, it, it, like I said, it, it you know this this whole series that I've decided to do, these conversations that I've decided to have, have only are only gonna lead me to more. I think uh, you know, like when I finished yesterday, I literally sat down with my wife on the sofa at home, and I just said to her, I said, you know this is opening my eyes to the fact that, you know, we need to have certain conversations with our soon to be daughter and everything and, and have her understand. And just even, and, and like, like you're saying, expand it further than that. Yeah. Start at home, but start having conversations with other family members as well. And um, yeah, just sort of understand where everybody's at. Right. Correct. The, 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 the thing I, I sort of wanted to touch on, and I think we touched on it a bit at the beginning, but if you don't mind a little bit more, how has everything that's happened recently affected you? Like, cause again, for me, I don't want to say that it hasn't affected me, but it just, I, I, I've had a hard time, like I said, grasping everything and, and, and trying to sort of understand where, what other people are feeling just simply, I think because of the fact that I grew up in a very multicultural city with a, a you know, group, a group of friends from all different races and everything like that. But how is it, how is everything that's been going on? How, what, what sort of effect has it had on you? Well, I'll tell you this. I've seen more people come up to me 
and say, I'm sorry that this is going on. And I'm sorry that I didn't know that you had to deal with these types of issues. That has been the biggest thing that I have seen happen since this started. Uh, in terms of affecting me personally, it affected me because number one, I've seen it happen personally. Number two, uh, when I look at even my industry and uh, I'm in the trucking industry, my company, I have had the utmost respect from all the individuals that I've worked with and who I have to deal with on a regular basis. But I, I recall when my father was starting off in this business, uh, he had hard times because it is a predominantly white industry and he would have some subtle or direct uh, comments made to him and he would teach us and tell us these things that were happening uh, in order for us to understand it. For myself, I have seen it as well, but I have developed such a great relationship with so many people along the way that it's not, it's not as bad as my dad had to deal with, right? Uh, Overall, I would say that this entire thing has affected me because I want to see change. And that is the key for me. I want to see change. I want to see conversations happen. I want to see people start understanding each other. And when it comes to those who have come up to me and talked to me and said, oh my God, I didn't know. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. This to me is a positive a positive thing that they're asking they're at least asking the questions now and that's where that's all i can ask no so for me i i guess sort of where i want to to finish this off because i want to respect your time and everything um you know you're saying that you want to see change and i think you know myself as well and i think a lot of people right now want to see change i mean i think that's apparent through the protests through the fact that these conversations are starting to happen um but what 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 would you tell the listeners listening into this even for myself uh, for anybody that's looking to sort of affect some change or do something like where where what would you say we can do because like you know I, I keep going back to like you know, I'm sure a lot of people are looking at, you know, you go on social media and there's these lists of like, donate here, sign this petition. And like, even when I see it, I'm like overwhelmed because I'm like, do I take like a few hundred dollars and, and, and put it towards these fundraisers or do I sign this petition? Do I, like, there's so many different things coming at us. Um, what would you suggest that people do to sort of start affecting that change to start doing their own little part? Educate yourself. Start educating yourself and stop living under a rock and pretending that this does not exist or to stop thinking that just because in your world you don't see it or feel it, that that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And as well, the, that one line that I'll always hear people say, oh, I have black friends. 
that doesn't mean that you understand. Yeah. Okay, let's let's stop saying that. All right, just because you have black friends doesn't mean anything. What what matters is would those same black friends be able to come to a function with you, maybe at uh, in an event, and you'll feel comfortable. Or if there is a situation that happens, do you still look at those same black friends as cool, right? I, I, I think that at the end of the day, it's called educating yourself. It's called taking the time to understand every culture. And I'm not asking people to go out and read books upon books upon books about uh, every different nation or every culture. No, what I'm saying is take a moment, step back for a second, and don't paint everybody with the same brush. That would be, for me, what I would tell people to do, just to educate yourself, put down the, the paintbrush, and, and start understanding everybody for who they are as you meet them. And you will realize that we're not all the same. We're not not every, and I'll put that out there, every black person is doing crime. Not every white person is doing crime. Not every, uh, you know, and we can go on and on down the list and, mm -hmm. and through it all. But the fact is, is that educating yourself to understand what people have gone through, what cultures have gone through, maybe will allow you to better help with the decisions that you make over time. I think yeah, like I think that's a great way to sort of finish it off in terms of just educate yourself. Like you have to start with you. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you have to start with yourself. You have to look within yourself. You have to sort of do the reflection, and then start educating yourself. Like you're saying, start having the conversations because you if you you know like if you start with whether it's donating or these petitions and you don't really know why you're doing it i don't know that you're you're sort of affecting the right change or 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 having the the right impact necessarily like yeah i'm sure it's great that you put your name on that petition and your name might have helped something happen but if you don't really understand why you're doing it then you're not really making any real change so exactly. i think you're you're right in terms of start with yourself educate yourself and 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 then from there, sort of may take the next steps that you can take. In other words, Brian, you could do all that. You could put your name on a petition. You can donate and then turn your back and not yeah. even think about it. What's What have you actually accomplished by doing that? No, no. Uh, other than it saying... Uh, yeah. It starts with an action, yeah. like a real yeah. concrete action, right? And if it means educating yourself to understand other cultures, much better then that's a start that's an action that's action that's trying to know what it is that this person has dealt with what this person has gone through what that person needs to know these are the things you try to do first and foremost everybody could just throw money out and yes it's great to do that for certain for the causes but if you do it and you just turn your back and don't care what's the sense yeah you're not making any change really. You're not making any impact. You're just making yourself feel better. You're sort of giving yourself that pat on the back and saying, you did a good job today. But at the end of the day, it's not just today that matters. It's next week, next month, next year, and so on and so forth. And so that's where I think like you're saying, and if you start to educate yourself, then 
you know, maybe like a month or two or three or four down the road, then that's when you may figure out, okay, this is what I can do to make the impact. And yes. now I can start, you know, sort of going down that path. Sometimes it just comes as an aha moment. Yeah. You realize, oh my God, this is what I needed to do. This was my calling, so to speak. If yours is the aha, your aha moment is to have these podcasts where you bring people in to just talk about, you know, the differences, the cultural differences, everything like that, then that's you making an affirmative action change. Yeah. Uh, it, it pretty much was, to be honest with you. And in some sense, it was an aha moment. It was really just the the emotion that sort of took over when I watched your video on LinkedIn there, when you had that Sam Cooke song and you talked about, you know, how that song came out, I think it was 40 odd years ago and he was talking about change and yet there really hasn't been that much in 40 years. And I mean, it goes way beyond 40 years, obviously, but it's just sort of when, when that hit me. And, and like I said, when I could see sort of the emotion behind what you were saying and, and how it was affecting you and everything, it, 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 but it brought up something in me, you know, and even these conversations in the last few days have brought a lot of emotions up because again, it's, it's not something that's easy to talk about. It's not something that I maybe ever saw myself talking about, but I'm realizing now how important it is. And, and, you know, I, I've even said yesterday um, in, in the conversation that, you know, my wife's Filipino, I'm in a interracial relationship. Obviously it's not black and white, but there's, there's different nationalities there. And it makes me think about, is there going to be some struggles that my daughter is going to have is there, just because of that? And so it's, it's opening me up to a lot of different things. It's, it's, it's definitely eye-opening. And, and yeah, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm just glad that I did have the aha moment. And then, like I said, that I had you to sort of say, hey, here's an idea. What do you think? And you supported it and you came on. And, and like you, again, uh, I'm sort of at a loss for words just because it's, oh, it's okay, okay. you know, it's, it's just, to me, it, I don't know how I, how I got here in terms of like with the podcast and with, with having people sort of have this trust in me and everything like that, but it's, it's humbling and, and it's, it's teaching me a lot. And then I'm just very happy about that is that I'm at least learning and growing because I think that's where we all sort of need to be in our, in our lives and in, in general, but in this moment with what's going on, we all need to learn more. We all need to sort of educate ourselves, like you said, and just open ourselves up a bit more. Well, Brian, I think what you have to understand uh, for yourself is that you are allowing individuals to come on your podcast and to be, as your show states, vulnerable. And that means that we are able to discuss issues, discuss our, our own lives, and to feel comfortable enough from, from, with you to open ourselves up and speak. And you are doing a fabulous job. I mean, I've been on the show twice now, but I also felt very comfortable just talking to you away from the, the podcast, just on the phone. And I knew that what you're doing is a positive change and you're doing it in a great manner. And I'm, I'm very thankful for Julia, obviously, for bringing us together originally but right now it's it's wonderful because i'm glad that you are having these conversations and like i said open it up open it up so that you can hear it from different perspectives and see what is what's what's said and then take that now and and that will help you to understand how other cultures 
also are seeing what is currently happening. Yeah, no, you've definitely, like I said, you've given me some things to think about. And there's some guests that I've been thinking about reaching out to and wasn't sure about it. But now I think uh, uh, you've definitely, like I said, you've given me some things to think about and, and some new ideas. And, and again, just I'm continuing to open up through this process. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I want to respect your time. We've we've taken about an hour here. Um, I just want to finish off. Like I feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I just, I, I want to finish off Roger, just again, thanking you immensely just for, you know, for the connection we've been able to, to build for the friendship we've been able to build for letting me sort of open up to you in that initial message on LinkedIn and saying, you know, here's where I'm at, here's what I'm thinking. And for you to, to support it, uh, not only in terms of just saying, yeah, I think you should do this, but also coming on here and, and sharing and, and educating us all really. And, uh, I just I'm I'm truly appreciative for to have people like yourself in my life and um, a network that that's continuing to grow and and really teaching me a lot and and providing me the support I need when I need it as much as I'm sure there's a lot going on in the world right now and and uh, you know I might not be the first person that should be looking for support but uh, I'm I'm glad that I have it and I'm glad that I have people like oh, you thank around. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, thank you for all that you're doing as well. All right, awesome. and good luck, and, and I'm wishing you all the very best with regards to your baby. When are, when are you expecting? When June, not June, you, but your your wife. <laughs> <laughs> June 30th is the due date, but um, you know that could mean tomorrow. <laughs> that could be any time. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. All all the best and good luck. Thank you. All right, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, my friend. Keep doing it. Thank you. You're making a difference. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.